On this episode, we're talking about the prophetic and situational revelations that God wants to give you in your work every day. And if you stick around to the end, I'm going to give you a next step and a tip on how you can jumpstart this in your work right away. This is the Your Faith at Work podcast, here to help you transform the way you live and work every day. I'm Ryan Howard, and each Monday I'll bring you a five-minute devotional message, and on Thursday you'll hear a conversation about things that matter and what's going on in the world. This podcast will challenge, inspire, and equip you to understand the times, stand for truth, and partner with God every day in your life and work. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more and download your free gift. Well, we have an exciting topic that I want to have a conversation about with you today. It's something that we all have access to as followers of Jesus Christ. I mean real followers of Christ that we have given our lives completely to Him and we're born again and we're Spirit-filled believers. And uh, that means like the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're Spirit-filled, you know, like at the day of Pentecost. And uh, that means we're led by the Holy Spirit. And the topic I want to talk about is situational revelation. And this is a, a term that I coined in my dissertation that I did on on uh, faith and work and the role of work in the lives of Christ followers. That role, work has a very specific role that God created it for. And, and God's a worker, and this comes out of his image working. You know, and we talk a lot about that with your faith at work. And I want to equip you to work God's way, the way that God created you to work. You know, he's got plans for you ex- exactly where you are. You may be on your way to your dream job or on your way to something else that you know God's called you to, but he's going to use you right where you are right now. And sometimes it could be a test preparing you for the next thing or just things that he has to go through, had to take you through to disciple you to make sure you're ready for what's coming next. And we've got all kinds of examples throughout scriptures that we use to show that. But this, why a new term? You know, I'm not trying to just be fancy or creative or cute. It's really just something that I want to, that I use this situational revelation. It's a term to describe something very specific. It's a very specific aspect of revelation. And I use the new term to, to carve that out so that it's clear what I'm saying. And so I want to talk about that today and how God wants to give you revelation in your circumstances so that you can know what to do in your specific situation. So now there is a lot more. We've got these all these principles to apply and things to do, but it all comes through a relationship with Christ. God wants to work through you and he wants to do that uh, through revelation. And we see lots of examples um, of how God does that. And so, but he, you know, he reveals this truth to his people, he reveals knowledge to people. He reveals wisdom. Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. It's it's what to do in a unique or difficult situation. God can reveal that to you and how to handle that. And, you know, it, he's not just providing, um, I mean, it's not some new revelation that's on, on par with the word of God. That is not at all what I'm talking about. Everything that God will reveal will be in line with the word of God. It comes underneath the authority of the word of God. It's never going to contradict it. And so I'm going to give some we're going to get real crystal clear on exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm going to give you some examples from even my work and uh, my life. And also we're going to look at some examples from scripture to, to really get into this, because this is, I think this is very key for you to do your work for the glory of God. 
and to live out everything that he has called you to do, that he has assigned you to do. I mean, he has appointed you to certain things and anointed you to do that. And you are to be his voice in in your work, whatever it is that you're doing. Now, first of all, let's just define some terms here because this is important uh, that we're that you know whenever we're we want to rightly divide the word of truth, we want to we want to know the word of God and we are accountable for that. We are all you know I'm accountable as as I'm trying to teach you, so I have a certain standard I'm going to be held accountable to, and we we. Uh, are all, though, accountable for our own understanding that we need to seek God and be serious about that. So what is, let's start out with revelation. What is revelation? You know, the whole word of God is really revelation. That's God revealing himself through his word. But in general, what is it? It's the disclosure of divine secrets, knowledge, or other information uh, from the divine realm to humans. And that's a, a definition that's very specific, and that's from David Melvin, uh, and that comes from this, it's a Lexham Bible Dictionary. That's just real technical there, but it's also can be defined as the supernatural communication of truth to the mind. So again, this is coming from God. That's a definition from Easton's uh, Bible Dictionary. Those are just real Real simple, but it's basically God revealing something. I mean, that's very simple. If somebody asked you what happened, you would you would reveal that to them. You would share that with them. You would share that truth with them. That's revelation. And then they can evaluate whether that's true or not. But of course, if God's revealing something to us, it's always true. But if I want to talk about specifically uh, situational revelation, let's talk about first the different types of revelation that we have in Scripture. So first we have scriptural revelation, our favorite, that's the word of God, that's the canon, that is the complete, infallible, inerrant word of God that can no longer have anything added to it. It's closed, and it is complete, and it's exactly what we need. And it, it, that, you know, look at uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It's what we need, okay? That's scriptural revelation. That is a specific thing. We have general revelation, which is just uh, God reveals himself through creation and uh, through people as having been made in his image. Check out Romans 120 on that. We have special revelation, which can, that can refer to a couple things. It can refer to just the unique revelation uh, given to individuals by God. It can refer to, you know, that would be like a prophet in the Old Testament that we see, or it could be God's unique revelation about the truth of, about Jesus, the revelation of the truth of Jesus, which brings people into a relationship with him. And that's that salvation that's born again. Those are types of special revelation. We also have the, another specific revelation called, one called uh, prophetic revelation, that's you could also refer to as prophecy, and that can refer to several different things. It could be the work of a prophet, like in Scripture that we see. Uh, it could be the, uh, a proclamation about the future or something that's unknown or just a message from God to his people. And it can also refer to just a divine message directed like through an individual for another individual or for a group of people, then uh, you can see Jeremiah 7, 7 for that. Now, this we still have today. This would be the topic for another episode uh, for the different types of prophetic revelation. But when we get into situational revelation, what I'm what we're getting into here, we're, we're, we're crossing into that prophetic revelation type uh, revelation and special revelation. 
natural revelation is uh, the last one I want to mention here before we get into more about the situational revelation. And that just refers to, um, you could refer to like divination or interpre- interpretation of omens. You know, that's, uh, I, I would call that a so-called revelation. It's not from God. Uh, it's and it's condemned throughout Scripture, Deuteronomy eighteen, Leviticus nineteen, and in the New Testament, Acts nineteen, verse nineteen. And so there are, uh, and and these, you know, there's gradations to these different types of revelation, and there are uh, fine lines in them where you know you can cross from one into another, uh, and then there's also, like I mentioned, that natural revelation that's not from God. That, uh, and I'm not referring to nature. That's the general revelation that I'd be referring to. But what's not from God is like interpreting these omens. That would be like uh, astrology, look at looking in the stars and finding out. Okay, I was born in this month, or oh, tarot card reading, or you know, uh, Ouija board, that sort of thing. That's not from God. So that's not the type of revelation we're looking for at all. We're talking about the Holy Spirit-led uh, revelation. So let's get a little bit more into situational revelation. So I would just define this as uh, knowledge or and wisdom that's revealed by God to a believer and is related to a specific situation or circumstance. It's as simple as that. Uh, I use the term situation because it is unique to a time and a place. And I use the term, you know, it's not just general. I mean, we many times will apply general wisdom and general knowledge that God will give us, but sometimes it's very unique to that situation. And so that's why I use that unique time and place. That's why the word situation is used. And then we have the term revelation, which is used because it's knowledge or wisdom that exists in the mind of God before it's revealed to the believer. So God already has it. He's just revealing it to, to you. And or whoever the believer is that he's talking to, so situation switch situational revelation from God can only come to people who have a true relationship with Jesus, spirit filled, born again, like I mentioned. And you know, like I said, this is similar to the prophetic revelation, and uh, as well. So that's kind of you know that's God giving you a specific thing for a specific time or a specific person or a specific problem or project or task or whatever it is. And we see Joseph doing this with Pharaoh. You know, Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, and he actually said, it's not me that can give you this interpretation, but God will give Pharaoh a favorable interpretation. That's Genesis 41, 16. And God God reveals him the, the interpretation of the dream. And God also gave Joseph the right approach to prepare for the famine that would come. I've talked about this a lot because it's a great example of this big, massive um strategic approach that that Joseph needed to have as the leader of the of Egypt in this government and to to collect all that grain. And we also see uh Daniel doing this uh, he sought God for an answer to know how to interpret the dream of a, of the king and uh you know he went into prayer with his companions even with all those around him and he received that knowledge of both the dream itself and the interpretation. And he, and he said in Daniel 2.30, this mystery has been revealed to me. God revealed it to him. He pulled back the curtain so he could see it, and then he could speak it with his mouth to the king, and it would glorify God. It would bring glory to God. And so he's speaking that truth that God revealed to him. When we talk about Jesus, that's truth that's been revealed to us. 
And so uh, Daniel made it clear, though, that he was giving that he was giving an answer to this difficult problem that no one else could solve it, that he made it clear that no one else could solve it. Only God could could give him this answer. And, you know, and what he actually says in Daniel 2, 27, 28, he says, no wise men, enchanters, magicians or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in later latter days. So it's clear that's from God. So, you know, Joseph and Esther had these also, you know, had these tough situations, and they received these specific directions and revelation from God in a unique situation that required partnership with God to navigate. Do you have any tough situations in your work that you're just not sure how to navigate? I mean, we can go and get knowledge and wisdom and uh, we can go and get knowledge and we can get understanding and all these different things. But what specific action do you need to take for that situation with that difficult relationship or that difficult project or when you feel overwhelmed or whatever it is? Do you have that partnership with God so that he can help you to navigate that? You know, God did this all throughout the Bible, and he He still desires to help resolve these unique problems today through giving us revelatory wisdom, to through giving you that kind of wisdom, that revelation. You know, we're, it's not just about, you know, cosmic problem solving. You know, God's, God's solving all these problems. He certainly is doing that. But the point here is that 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 is something that he wants to do. It's not uh, left out. Let, we're not left on our own to figure all this stuff out. And so, you know, working with God um, through this sort of, through this type of prophetic, special, situational revelation is, it's clearly much more than just applying principles. You know, it, it requires a deep, intimate connection with God. You need to know Him well. And we do that through His Word, through, through knowing His Word, studying His Word, through worship, and through prayer, and fellowshipping with other believers, and always sharpening ourselves in His Spirit, and being led by Him. And I want to just be clear, I'm in no way uh, equating this to the inspired Word of God. I think I've made that pretty clear. It's a completely different category. And, and this is submitted to the Word of God. And I'm not saying God's going to, you know, everything God reveals to you to do in a situation it's gonna it's if it's from god it's not going to be anything that's counter to anything else he's said in his word you know it's going to be lined up with god's character and with the other morality and other things that he's set out that's it's going to be righteous action it's just going to be this clever wisdom you know what did solomon do you know when the two women came to him and the one woman's baby died, and the other one, she stole another woman's baby, and then they both came to Solomon and said, hey, this is our baby, this is my baby, no, this is my baby. What did Solomon do? He didn't enter into this long debate and discussion and prove this and that. He said, uh, okay, cut the baby in half and give one half to each woman. And one of the women said, okay, that'll work. And the other said, no, 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 don't do that, don't kill my baby, uh, Give it to her. That's fine. I do. Don't kill my baby. Right there, he knew that's the mom. Obviously, the real mom <laughs> wouldn't want to kill the baby. And so you see, that's what I'm talking about. It's just that spot on, perfect wisdom, that great ri- wisdom from God that only he can give to just cut right to the heart of the matter. You know, if you've got just understanding in a situation, you know, there's things that we may know and understand that there's no natural 
explanation for it. We just, we have that understanding and we need to learn to tap into that. And I want to be real clear here. I'm not talking about being some weird, mystical, whatever. I mean, too many, too many times, too often, I see people in this kind of charismatic circles chasing these gifts. And, and, you know, Paul says we should, he desired that everybody would prophesy and do these sorts of things. And we should desire that. But the thing is, we, we can't just chase the gift. We can't just try and go out there and try harder. And we have to chase the giver of the gift. We have to chase the Lord. We have to come into intimacy with Christ. And I'm speaking from experience. I, somebody had uh, prayed over me, gave me a word. I learned about these, this kind of uh, prophetic uh, anointings and these different kinds of um, ways that God can speak through his people. And I'm not just talking about like, oh, oh, in 10 years, this is going to happen. I'm not, that's a, that's a whole different thing. I'm talking about like a word of knowledge, like God giving for this situation or giving a specific word of encouragement for someone in your work or in your family, somewhere in your life, or you, you just, you just feel like you got to say this to someone and, and you need to learn to discern that and walk that out in the spirit. And we do that through intimacy with God. And so, like I said, I'm not talking about just getting far out, weird, whatever. It's, it's seeking the Lord so that he can speak through you and use you when it's time. And I I promise you, he's, talking to you already and we need to get tapped into that and i'm going to have a a next step for you to to teach you how to do that so you could really push and i'll share that here in just a little bit so we need to be running hard after christ and this sort of having this sort of revelation into our work you know god cares about what's going on in those specific circumstances and situations we have and so but we need to have a close relationship with him and so, but, you know, we can choose not to act on that wisdom and knowledge that God reveals to us. I mean, many times we feel convicted uh, and we don't act on it and we find out God was God speaking to us. And so we need to start, we need to really act on that. And, you know, we need to choose to partner with God in those unique situations. You know, each of those examples I gave, they could have chosen to not use that wisdom, you know, but fortunately uh, for them and for us, they did choose to use that. And we have that those wonderful examples. You know, I, I remember um, in my work, I had a relationship with um, a coworker that was a little stressful. And, you know, I'm not one that usually, if somebody's condescending to me, I usually don't put up with it. I kind of, I address it head on right away and, and we deal with it. And sometimes that's done... Uh, more godly ways than others. And, and God's worked on me to be able to do that always graciously, but, you know, firmly, you know, and just deal with it when we can. Or maybe some people just don't realize how they're talking and being condescending or whatever. But in this particular situation, I had uh, let it go on for months. And I think I was because I was new to the department and just didn't really pay attention to it. And all of a sudden, one day, like, just something happened. It came out in a way in front of a group of people where I was just like, it was very apparent. And and that stuck in my mind. And I thought, man, I got to deal with this. I can't, but it's been so long. And then I, all of a sudden I could see this pattern that was there. And so I went home and studied and was looking up, okay, how do you bring this up and researching all this stuff online? And how do you talk to this? How do you get all these ideas? And I spent, you know, over an hour, maybe two getting ideas. And I finally was overwhelmed and was throwing my hands up and says, all right, how about I just, you know, I started praying about it and I went to the Lord and I just kind of was just, what do I do? You know, what do I need to do? And I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, and Paul says in second Timothy two, seven, think about what I'm saying and God will give you understanding. You just, you got to think about it. And 
and mull it over in your mind and meditate on it. Well, I'm thinking about this and all of a sudden, you know, I'm praying about it and all of a sudden one idea just floats to the top. I just can't get it out of my mind. And I'd say, God, God's highlighting this to me. And I'm not, he didn't scream it in my ear, you know, but I just can't shake it. This idea is that you need to say this. You need to say this. You need to say that. I said, all right, Lord, that's from you. Give me the opportunity to say it and I'll say it. Well, went into the office the next morning and at 6 a.m., this person, the first thing out of their mouth opens the door wide for me to say exactly what I felt God had given me to say. So I said it. And it was, it was, it was like the thread that unraveled the whole thing. It just, it was almost, it was a miracle. And it just kind of, it just dealt with the whole situation. And we did, and it, and it all came out and it, and it went well from there. But I mean, it's not like it went perfect. The thing still came up, but it was the exact thing needed in that moment to, instead of this, you know, 10 hours of conversation about all these examples and this and, oh, let's get into that. And sometimes that could be needed, I suppose. But in this particular circumstance, this situation, God revealed that to me. I took the step. I chose to go with it. I took the step and God was glorified. We saw that. And then that actually impacted lots of people around us too, because they could see that uh, improvement. And so praise God for that. But that's just another example. You know, it's clear that God still works through unique revelation to his people today. Uh, it's not revelation of a new truth. It's revelation of wisdom for the time at hand. And it's always in line with God's word. It's the right application of knowledge. And in these complicated some and sometimes difficult circumstances. So with God's direction, you know, the people in biblical times were able to take the perfect action needed, the right action with God's direction. And today with God's direction, we can do the same. So here's the, how do you get into a position where you can hear that? Well, I want to invite you to go to yourfaithatwork.org slash free download and you can get on there and download this free ebook. It's called 21 Days to a New Workplace You. And it is going to show you how to carve out that time and to develop the habits very simply. It's literally like a page, 21 days in a row. Go through it slow. Take your time. You can do take two days on one and just take the steps in there. It's very practical. And that's going to help you develop those habits. It's going to develop that appetite. You know, in the natural world, we get hungry by, by not eating. And in the spiritual world, we get hungry by eating. The more we eat, the more hungry we get. The more of God we have, the more we want. And I got that's a sentiment I got from Bill Johnson. He's a pastor in uh, California, but it's true. And so I want to invite you go over there, get that free ebook, just sign up, email, get emailed to you right away, and check it out. And toward the end of that, 21 days, it starts to help you reflect on your work. And, you know, at first we just got habits we got to develop to have that close intimacy with the Lord and to be walking in truth and and know Christ. And then we can get into what's going on in your work and the specific situations and circumstances that God wants to get into with you. He's already there. It's a matter of us really starting to partner with him in what he's already doing with us and around us. God wants to use your work to shape you, to disciple you, to disciple those around you. And he's got a lot that he wants to do to grow and expand his kingdom and his influence through you and through your work. So that'll do it for this week. I hope that blessed you. God bless, and we'll talk to you next week.
If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and you can help us spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more.